I love wiffle ball. No other way to explain it. Just something about the game. The feel of the grass. Smacking that ball all over the field. Making plays. Diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me. Striking out grown men. Watching their knees buckle on a call third strike. Sit out, bud. And then, of course, the home runs. The base hits. The big, big home runs. At the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story. A CMG podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm your host as always, Big Jace, joined by Joe Aguirre, Sean Scanlon, Ovi Muniz, and King Zay. We got a great, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about who our all-time favorite Giants players of all time are. But uh, we, we got to start off with some big news in the NFL world. Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts. Now, Joe, what do you think of this move? How, how do you think Carson Wentz is going to do in in Indy? The, great for the Colts. Uh, this is just the guy that they needed. He steps in nicely. We all know how good of a quarterback he is, I think, in the right situation. He clearly lost that locker room, lost the faith of, uh, lost the, faith of the locker room. Nick Sirianni, I, I, if I had to guess, uh, during his interview, uh, made it pretty clear he had no interest in Carson Wentz as his quarterback, and thus, there you go. That's a nice trade for them. Interestingly, for the Colts, this will be their fifth quarterback over the last four years to start games, so it'll be nice for them to get a good young quarterback who, again, you know, has played at MVP caliber level football in the NFL, and, and there's no reason to think as good as those Colts are that this won't uh, work out for them long term. Yeah, and I mean, reuniting with the uh, OC from when he was uh, the off- the uh, MVP caliber. But, uh, Sean, I mean, Carson Wentz out of the NFC East. How, how do you think – is Jalen Hurts going to be the guy for the Eagles that uh, – us Giants, the, the Giants see twice this year, or are they going to go? I mean, there's rumors that they might use their pick to draft someone else. What yeah, I have. I was just going to, yeah, I have a feeling that uh, they're going to go and draft the quarterback. Obviously, they have that high pick at number six, and, um, you know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft uh, that might end up dropping, including, you know, Zach Wilson and, and Justin Fields. And also, you know, uh, like Joe mentioned, they have a new head coach in Nick Sirianni. So I'm not sure if he thinks that Jalen Hurts is his guy. I'm sure in his first year that he's going to want his guy at quarterback because he, he is an offensive-minded coach. 
So I'm not 100% sure that they're going to, you know, uh, go forward with Jalen Hurts. I, I think that there's definitely a possibility because Jalen Hurts, you know, showed some signs at the end of last season when he was put in the starting lineup, you know, with the big win over the Saints. And then obviously, you know, he had a tough game with the Cardinals where they ended up losing. But uh, we we've, we know that he's a, he's a great dual threat. Obviously, he can run the ball. Uh, the passing is a little bit of a concern, but I think they'll get much better in year two. But uh, if I had to guess right now, I think that the Eagles are going to end up drafting a quarterback um, at six or maybe even uh, move up and, and draft the QB. Okay, I I mean, Ovi, you were a big supporter of Jalen Hurts when he got his start. Um, is he going to be the guy for Philly moving he, forward? He has to be the guy for Philly. Uh, look, he is the most prepared quarterback that came out of college. You mean he went under Coach Saban and Coach Lincoln, and 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 to to be in two organizations that 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 search for top performances for a quarterback. Going into the Philadelphia Eagles, he was set already. So I don't think that you know they need to get another quarterback. But if they would, yeah, a, a, a fifth or later rounds, that that'll be okay just to help support the you know the the staff. But Hertz is ready, man. He showed that uh, he he is a mobile threat quarterback, and his accuracy is, is gets better every game. And I know a lot of even Eagles, some Eagle fans are are not liking. Jalen Hurts for some odd reason, but you got to give the guy a chance, you know. Uh, but I'm all I'm all in for Hurts. I think that he's in the best situation right now. Zay, what do you expect the Eagles to do going forward? Hopefully, they're smart enough to take a receiver in the draft and um, start Jalen Hurts. I think he's someone who deserves it. And he's earned it. A lot of people wrote him off in Alabama. He went to Oklahoma. He performed very well in Oklahoma. And then he performed very well when he filled in this year for the Eagles. I believe he deserves a starting position. And they just need to put a receiver that can help him out there. They haven't had anybody that can catch there for a while. So adding a receiver, especially with the loss of Deshaun Jackson, would help that out. And I think he's definitely a guy. I couldn't see why you wouldn't start him. It'd be foolish not to. All right. Now, Joe, if you are the Giants, who would you like to see? The the Eagles would you like to see the Eagles keep Jalen Hurts or go somewhere else? Yeah, so um, I guess if the question is, are the Eagles going to draft somebody or go with Jalen Hurts? I would say right now my thought is that the Eagles are going to go with Jalen Hurts, but I think like Zay said, I think if the opportunity to move up and to maybe get Fields or uh, Wilson then I think that's a, a solid possibility. But I think if that doesn't come to fruition, you know, I think somebody like Devontae Smith uh, might still be there at six, might be a good selection for them because they definitely need guys who can catch the football. I was watching fail videos the other day with my daughter, and I stumbled across that one where the guy from Philly caught that kid out of the building. And said he was a, he was doing the opposite of Alshon Jeffries. So, uh, you know, these guys not catching passes in Philadelphia is a huge problem. And they certainly know that. And I, and I agree, too. I think Jalen Hurts certainly showed that he can be a quarterback in the NFL. I think his reaction, too, to Peterson benching him in that final game of the season kind of told you all you needed to know about Jalen Hurts that um, – as bad as that team was and as hopeless as things was, that he wanted to be out there to beat the Washington football team. So I like it. I think uh, him and, and Sirianni would get along really well. 
Uh, he's a real uh, player's coach. He does really well with quarterbacks. He's done a really good job when he was in Indy of developing these quarterbacks along with Frank Reich. So I think this could be a good thing for Jalen Hurts. I, I have a hard time believing Sirianni went into Jeff Lurie and was like, when sucks, Hurts is out, I'm getting me a quarterback. I don't think that was the sell. I just don't believe that he would have gotten the job. I mean, they hired him rather quickly. So it, it tells you whatever he said, they liked it. And Carson Wentz got traded immediately thereafter. Do the math. Uh, clearly, this guy believes in Jalen Hurts, at least for now, or again, like I said, unless a better opportunity pops up. Yeah, and I mean, if Jalen Hurts is going, and right now, I think if you are the Eagles, you have to get that wide receiver and stick with Jalen Hurts. I mean, you spent a second round draft pick on him last year, so you got to at least put a little bit of faith into him. But, I mean, it, it's going to be a big prove-yourself year for him, though, if, if he is the starter going into the season. But uh, I don't think any quarterback really has a bigger prove-yourself year ahead of them than Daniel Jones for our New York Giants. Sean, what do you need to see from Daniel Jones this next season to, to prove that he's our guy and he is the Giants' next franchise QB. Well, I think the passing game needs to be much better this year. Obviously, he had a really good rookie season thrown for 24 touchdowns uh, to only 12 interceptions. Uh, this year, obviously, regressed a little bit. And that has to do with players like Evan Ingram, you know, not being uh, not being at his full potential. Obviously, a lot of drought passes, uh, including in the Eagles game, which cost us a game. And then, obviously, not having Saquon there for most of the year definitely hurt him. So I think, you know, he, he needs to continue to improve in the passing game. Um, and like, you know, down the stretch, he was starting to really improve upon uh, protecting the ball, which obviously to the first year and a half was a huge problem, um, especially with the fumbles in the pocket and holding on to the ball too long and some just uh, dumb interceptions. But, you know, at the end of last season, I think we started to see that, you know, that him protecting the ball started to get a lot better. So I think we definitely need to see uh, continue to prove him upon that. Um, the passing game needs to be better. And I think it will because um, I it's hard for me to imagine the Giants don't go out and get a number one receiver for Daniel Jones this year. Um, obviously, they have the number 11 pick and, you know, uh, they have a decent amount of money in free agency. And there's some some good uh, talent in the free agency pool at wide receiver. So I think, you know, with a number one receiver, uh, with the young O-line getting another year of continuity together, getting Saquon back, uh, I expect Daniel Jones to have a, a good bounce back year. And uh, um, obviously, we're going to need that. Because we have the defense in place. We have some other good pieces, you know, like Shepard and Slayton as number two receivers. So I think it really relies on Daniel Jones to step up this year if we want to make it to the playoffs. And uh, I think he will do that, especially if we go out and get a number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot that has to be done in the draft and uh, free agency. Uh, Ov, what what? What are your expectations for uh, Daniel Jones going into this next season? I mean, obviously a big target back in Barkley. Do you think he is set up for success uh, right now? I, I I don't think any no high expectation for Jones. He just needs to continue doing his thing. I know I know he's forced interceptions here and there, but it, the most important part now is the offensive line. Can they stay healthy? Can they execute? And it's all about execution. I know Sean says something about the wide receivers. You know, I know Joe said all the time each week, we need playmakers. So it's all about execution. 
You know, everyone's focused on Daniel Jones and everything else, but let's not put all the pressure on him. He's going to do what he has to do. I think he's already developed enough to, to know the offense, to be a leader in the team. You know, it's not his fault that sometimes the receivers got butterfingers or people are not knowing their routes and stuff like that. So if there's anything, Saquon Barkley in or not, you know, it's all about execution. So that's it. That's all I got on that on, on this topic. All right, uh, Joe, you have linked Daniel Jones and Dave Gettleman together, and you said it's basically one or, or the other. What does Dave Gettleman have to do? What What's more important that Dave Gettleman has to do to uh, ensure success for Daniel Jones? Is it the draft, or is it uh, looking and trying to get like an Allen Robinson or a big a free agent wide receiver? Put it to you like this. Not only does he have Daniel Jones that he's linked to, but he's obviously also linked to Saquon Barkley. And so anybody who thinks the Giants are going defense in this first round, you're out of your mind. Dave Gettleman knows there's one thing he's got to fix first and foremost, and it's that offense. Defense is plenty good. Defense, um, again, I would contend if that defense spent five minutes a game less on the field, you'd have a top five defense. So let's see what the Giants could do going forward. But got to make sure that this offensive line is going to be able to block. I don't know if they need another piece to that offensive line. That's certainly a possibility. Um, and we could talk about Will Hernandez and really get into this offensive line uh, maybe next week or or uh, in an upcoming show. But he definitely has to – this offense can't score 11.8 points per game. It's the NFL 2021. Give me a break. If this team doesn't start scoring points, they're not going to win games in the NFL. Okay. Uh, as good as this defense is, it's not the 85 Bears. It's it's not even the 2007 Giants. Okay. And and probably never will be. And that's fine. It doesn't have to be. This is the NFL. This is a whole different era uh, where everyone's throwing the ball. You got to be able to hang with these teams. Okay. Uh, 11 touchdowns in 14 games won't do. I've been saying all year, playmakers, 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 and there's a reason for that. Giants don't make plays. They nobody, nobody gets the ball anymore on a short route and takes it to the house. That went bye-bye with Odell Beckham. And so uh, Golden Tate, I think, dropped uh, one or two here and there, but that's been about it, right? Um, the same thing with Saquon. Not having, not having Saquon, not having a guy who could break off a 74-yard run in the second quarter of a 3-3 game and turn the tide, that's that's big. So, look, he's got both of these guys. You know, people are going to question that number two pick at a time where the Giants didn't need a running back. And the three of these guys, I mean, you know, look, if the Giants don't win the division or if the Giants, say, win the wild card because they lose out on the division week 17, then I would assume that Daniel Jones has taken a regressive step at which point, I think goodbye to everybody. Well, not Saquon, but goodbye to, to Gettleman and goodbye to Daniel Jones. And if that be the case, whoever comes in next probably trade Saquon. Uh, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Going to have to rebuild. What you, you're going to want to? You're going to want to cash your chips out. in at that point before uh, he gets too old. I'm glad that you mentioned that because you remember back in the days, I think in the early 90s when Herschel Walker got traded uh, from the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys were legit after that. 
Yeah, so, I mean, a, 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 a trade boat. like that, listen, this is why I would say, and we kind of beat it down last week, but with Houston, man, boy, you're, you're never going to get a better return on Deshaun Watson than you are right now. At a time where the entire NFL wants a new quarterback, sans the Chiefs and the Bucks, So, if you're not willing to deal to re restart your franchise, good luck the next three or four years trying to get it together because everybody's getting better. And some teams are in flux. And if you're in flux, you're in trouble in the NFL right now. You're If you don't have a plan right now, you're three years away from contending minimum. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, let's continue. Absorb that. That was a lot to take in. I understand that. It was a lot of big words. It was a lot of thoughts. It was very nuanced. So digest it. All right. And I have. I mean, and uh, speaking of teams that don't really have a direction in the way they're going as far as the quarterback situation is, I mean, and the name situation is Washington. I mean, who are they going to continue with Alex Smith? Are they going to get someone in the draft? I mean, and they did. I mean, they showed how a defense can take you to the playoffs in this division. As I mean, they they got there and they they competed as much as they could with the Bucks. But uh, Sean, what what do you expect for who will be under center for Washington? Um, I. I have a feeling it's going to be Taylor Heineke, uh, you know, who obviously had that playoff game against the Bucs. Um, we're still not sure about Alex Smith's situation. And he came out with comments yesterday saying that he didn't feel like Washington believed in him, um, bringing him back. They didn't expect him to come back from that injury. So I, I think that, you know, the relationship between him and Washington right now isn't great. And obviously with the leg situation, I, I'm not sure if he's going to want to come back anyways. And they don't have that high of a draft pick. Um, I don't think they have too much money in free agency. And they just signed Taylor Heineke excuse me, Taylor Heineke to an extension. So I feel like they definitely believe in him uh, to be their quarterback. Obviously, it's a super small sample size with only one game. But, um, I, you know, I don't think Washington's organization is that well run anyways. So I think that's all they need to see. And then, you know, throw them that extension and uh, go be their quarterback. So I, I believe that they're going to stick with Taylor Heineke unless they want to move up in the draft or maybe, you know, take someone later in the first round or the second round. But uh, as for right now, that's, that's the way that I see it. I, I think that they're going to stick with Heineke. Zay, do you see any uh, do do you see any free agent that the Washington might go after that could uh, help them as far as the quarterback goes? Um, not as far as a free agent, but I do believe they should make a trade for um, Sam Donald. I believe a fresh start for Sam Donald would be great. I believe Ron Rivera doesn't really want to restart with any rookie quarterbacks right now. He's had enough for that. He's got rid of um, excuse me, he's got rid of a rookie quarterback this year. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to restart again. So Sam Donald is a perfect person to go get. He's somebody who has experience in this league. He understands how to run an offense, and he understands how to be a quarterback that they don't have to worry about off the field since that team can't seem to stay out of trouble outside of headlines. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, in headlines outside of the football field. So I think Sam Donald probably is the perfect fit for them. And, and it does, probably wouldn't even cost them much since the Jets are looking to restart in the first place. All right, I, I like that. Oh, Ovi, I mean, you've you've talked a lot and you've said a lot of praise about Ron Rivera in the past. Who do you think is the best fit for him to to come lead this offense? I don't think anyone's the best fit, man. If you got a team that don't have a motto, oh, what what's a Washington football team? What is that? 
Can someone explain to me what that is? I mean, man, you got the owner that that's dealing with legal issues. I mean, that whole entire staff, that organization is just need a revamp. So don't forget if, the sexual harassment scandal last year too. Just for kicks, yeah. as if they needed any more problems. <laughs> exactly. So who wants to go to Washington Football Team right now? I mean, oh, you can't even say the word anymore. You know, uh, it just. They're going backwards no matter who's the head coach and stuff like that. I know Ron Rivera is an awesome head coach, but he put himself in a situation that I wish he went to the Giants because I was hoping that during during that time that he will go to the Giants. But he stuck it like Chuck over there in Washington football team. And it is what it is. And I don't care who goes in there or what. As long as the New York Giants sweep them again, Tom, every year, I don't really care about Washington football team. Yeah. Joe, could we see a reunite reu reu can we see Ron Rivera and Cam Newton reunite in Washington? Well here's a couple of thoughts on Washington football team. No. Um you know, like Sean said, uh, interesting that they didn't really seem to want Alex Smith around. He definitely felt they weren't really pulling for him. It actually took convincing for them not to put him on the pud list, uh, the physically unable to perform or pop or whatever it's called. He was five and one when he started. He mm -hmm. They looked like a really good football team when Alex Smith was on the field. They looked horrendous with Haskins, and they looked like the little engine that could with Heineke. I think it's stupid that they would walk away from Alex Smith, $24.4 million cap hit for next year. They save thirteen point eight million if they if they cut them. Um, I don't know. It, 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 that doesn't. You could you could do some damage. I think especially for a team that's sort of limited with the cap space. That's some decent money right there. Smith does still want to play. He thinks next year, where or when, uh, you know where that might be. Who knows? But it certainly won't be in Washington. You have to think that Heineke's the guy. Uh, you know, two year extension, not for a ton of money. But a guy that the coaches really like, they won't commit to him as the starter. But I think it's because as much they haven't really settled this Smith situation. Um, a guy like Cam, I mean, he, he's got to go somewhere. And wherever he goes, he's going to compete for the starting job with whoever he's there with. And if that be Alex Smith or Heineke or both or one or the other, then maybe it will be. Uh, but I, I could certainly see that happening in Washington. Um, I, there's not a lot of other places, I think, for Cam to go, honestly, at this point. No, oh, yeah. I think Cam and well, – they need a veteran presence, even if they are still going to go uh, week one with Heineke. They still need a veteran presence, whether it is going out and getting like a guy like Cam or even like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Marcus Mariota, someone you know who's going to be that uh, QB2 rather than compete for QB1. It will who, never you, be, you don't agree, Zay? It will never be a Cam Newton. Cam Newton he, Ron Rivera is one of the people who were agreeing with getting rid of Cam Newton in the first place with the Panthers. He didn't want him around. He wanted a restart. So he'll not, he's not going to go back and get him now. That wouldn't make sense. That would be completely opposite of what he tried to do in Carolina. He wanted the offense to run through Christian McCaffrey, not Cam Newton. He thought Cam Newton's time was up. 
Yeah, but you don't have Christian McCaffrey now. You have garbage yeah. in your backfield, a couple of decent receivers, uh, a, an offensive line that's getting better. Uh, he might – again, listen, you've got a defense that can contend for a division that could possibly win you a playoff game or two. You just need a quarterback who's, who's competent, who you know, and who knows the offense that you're running. So I think in a lot of ways – Cam's grown up. I think what he did in New England, I think he sort of resurrected himself. At least in my eyes, he did. I thought Cam Newton did everything right last year. So he did everything right because he had the head coach that put him in a in, in a in a straight path. But I agree with King Zay. Newton is not will not fit well with the Washington football team. And he's right. Rivera didn't want him. He wanted a fresh start. I'm sorry, Matt. I just I agree with you, Zay. Cam Newton there is not a good start for him. Not a good place. I think they should go after Sam. I honestly think Sam Donald's the perfect person. To I think after. you're right about that. Yeah, Zay. I, like I think that's I, I, to me, that would be brilliant. I don't know that they're going to do that, but I think that Who, makes a, a, a whole lot of sense for everybody involved. Would you want anyone else to be the face of your franchise right now? The kid's straight laced. Nothing wrong with him. He's just as good as Daniel Jones as far as I can concerned. I guess so. I can see that. But, uh, all right, we got one more team to talk about in the NFC East. And, I mean, oh, we, 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 there was a little bit of you t- two people going at it at the beginning of the show and before the show. So, Joe, Dallas Cowboys, what's going to happen with Dak? Is he going to get his money? All right. Uh, Dak's averaged a QB rating the past three seasons at 98.7. He had a 104.9 his rookie year when they were 13 and three. And look, he's 10 and 11 the past two seasons. He hasn't won 10 games since 2018, which is actually the only other season he's had double digit wins since his rookie year. 30 touchdowns and 11 picks in 2019. So again, playing top of his game, he had 371.2 yards per game. Nine touchdowns in the five games before he went out. The numbers speak for themselves. Andy Dalton, mind you, a three-time pro bowler who took the Bengals to the postseason four times. With all those same weapons Dak had, averaged 197.3 yards per game, 14 touchdowns in nine games. Dak's going to get his money because Jerry Jones believes in him. And like I said, the numbers speak for themselves. And let's be honest, who the hell else are you going to get? Yeah, uh, Ovi, what do you think on this whole Dallas Look, situation? The Dallas Cowboys had a chance to be in first place for the last four or five years. And the biggest problem is is their discipline. Their discipline sucks. Bottom line, their attitude sucks. They don't play as a team. They're a bunch of individuals. And then when you have head coaches that are a bunch of yes man to Jerry Jones, of course, look what Jerry Jones has been recruiting, getting all these players that are troubled outside the, the NFL, and you put them all these egos and everything else, it's not going to work. You need a strong coach that can put these players in line, and then they will, they will, they will play right. Look, you got Ezekiel Elliott. What happened to Ezekiel Elliott this year? How come he didn't rush over 1,000 yards this year? Please, somebody tell me, okay? You got Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb has had an outstanding season for the Dallas Cowboys. But where is everybody else at? I mean, these got they got the quickness, they got the offensive line, they got they got everything. Uh-huh. 
But what's going on? That's all I'm saying. And look, is Dak Prescott the answer? No. If Dak Prescott was still there, yes, he will perform. But the rest of the players, man, their attitude is garbage. They play garbage. Bro, I, did, did, did you watch the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s? There's a whole listen, team of personalities. And who was their head coach? And how many championships was Who won? was their head coach? Yeah, another the only last coach that actually did something for the Cowboys was Bill Parcells. Anybody after that, please tell me if the Cowboys were legit. Can anybody tell me? With all those talent that you have, I bet you if you put Bill Parcells right now, that team will be probably what? 14 and 2? If you put so Jimmy Johnson there, let me ask you this. Johnson, there, ask you this. How is how mm-hmm. is the long stretch of Tony Romo as their quarterback? Getting those great regular season numbers with no play. How is this? How is this any different? I was just about to get into that. The, 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 they the can't is, win. No, he is their he's their quarterback. Dak is the, the biggest issue is a couple of years ago they had to pick between Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott on who to give the money, and they gave the money to the wrong person. Ezekiel Elliott has not maintained yeah. fit. You're he right. Has not in shape, he has not maintained any any. He has not lived up to any part of his contract. And why is not and he in shape? The coaches. No well, one's putting the ass into That's, a bit of that's not the coach's fault. It's a lot. Uh, okay, if it's not the coach, then who? You can't. You mean to tell it's me on you a, can't it's on Ezekiel Elliott? That's in the off season. You have to. It's your responsibility. Yeah, he can still eat salad in the off season. Yeah. Okay, so he comes to. He. You mean to tell me you're going to come to work look like a shitbag when you're supposed to be presentable? So what? I'm going to still keep you on the team. I'm going to still put you in the front office. No, I say I'll bench your ass or send your ass home. Obi. That's Obi, what they you know, need to do. Obi, you, you, can't, realize, you can't do that with all the money involved in the NFL. Bro, well, yeah, man, well, when, you, Sean, when you take Sean, that paycheck, listen, you listen. take that paycheck, I bet you he'll be playing better. Obi, but here's the problem. He's not. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. I signed you to like a seven-year, $100 million deal, and here's like $30 million up front. Fatso, go load up and, and – and, and, dude, I mean, give me a break. This you, is- give a, you give a young guy 25 years old all that money up front, guarantee, here you go, take your dough. What do you think's going to happen? I'm sorry, but if I'm in an organization that's spending $100 million and stuff like that for just just to show up and play, get out of here. You they know, should I'm write sorry. better contracts then. That's, you want to yeah, put in like a weight right. stipulation or something? That, do that. You can't the contract on the play. The player has to maintain his uh, contract agreement. That's the idea of a contract. It's an agreement that you okay. will hold up. You're in by staying in shape and going out there and performing on the so, field. So That's well, the idea of the contract. You can't blame the throws back what I said. They don't got no discipline. You made it simple. That's that's on the player. Has nothing to do with the players don't got discipline, man. Absolutely nothing to do with it. You see that? Oh, okay. All right, all right, so what all right. Hold on. You ready, Obi? You ready? What is discipline? That's not Can discipline. anybody in here it. tell me what discipline is? No, let me, let me explain it. I'll tell you exactly what happened, and you just said it. They had two people that needed to pay, the quarterback the running back. And they gave the money to the running back who thought, I'm the most important guy in the team. <laughs> he doesn't manage and, the and, Big and mistake. Got, Big got, mistake because yeah. those guys are so replaceable, it's not even funny. Even the Ezekiel Elliott's and the Alvin Kamara's of the world, you could be replaced in this league a with, running- with a guy who's like a fifth-round pick. Let's be honest. They'll get the job done, and sometimes they'll outperform you. Dallas made a huge mistake in not giving him the money when they should have. Now he wants more, and now they know he deserves even more than what he's asking for. So, of course, he's going to get the money. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to. I honestly don't. I'm not thinking because he's not Jerry Jones's guy. I honestly think Jerry Jones did not want him. I think if Jerry Jones wanted to pay him, he would have paid him already because he paid Tony Romo with only one playoff performance. That's one true. win with yeah. all, all, all those years. What? I, yeah. It's the fact he he will move on before he pays Dak Prescott. I honestly yeah. feel, and he will use this injury as his excuse. This what it all comes down to. Yeah, what it all comes down to is Jerry Jones is an idiot, and I mean he and we've seen it for twenty years, twenty plus years now. That's the reason why after that dynasty, he got rid of Jimmy Johnson because you know he felt threatened by him. He he's you know he wanted to be the face of the Cowboys, and he didn't want somebody else to be the face of the Cowboys. Ever since they've been a trash organization, like you guys have said, he paid the wrong guy in Zeke Elliott when he should have paid Dak, and we all saw it last year when Andy Dalton was out there. They're not the same team. They had all the weapons. Um, you know, obviously the O line was a little bit hurt, but still, I. Jerry, it's all on Jerry Jones. He gives out terrible contracts. He thinks he's the face of the franchise when really he should put it on the players. And that's why there's such a bad run organization. I don't think that he's going to end up paying Dak. And, and it's going to be another problem for this team. And it's just going to continue to happen. That's who the Cowboys are. So uh, it's all it all comes down to Jerry Jones. And I, I think that obviously Dak deserves to get paid. He's shown that he's done nothing but win uh, since he's been with the Cowboys. Obviously, the playoff success hasn't been there. But I think it all comes down to Jerry. He he's run this team right into the ground, and I think you know this just continues to show that. I want to say one thing, and I think there's a little bit confusing here. Discipline comes a long way. Performance, it's big, and if you don't self-discipline yourself when you someone's paying you money to go execute, like Ezekiel Elliott, letting himself go, that just tells you he doesn't care, right? Yeah, he's not put in the team as a priority. He is not setting the standard or achieving the goals that he was when he was a rookie. And that is a virus that goes all the way to the whole team. Also, the staff, the coach. You, If you guys looked at the Cowboys games, why are you going fourth and fourth and fourth and fourth down, excuse me, on your side of the field and, can't, and, and making these terrible decisions on the game? They're only, deter- they're only terrible when they don't make it. it, it all, look. It all boils down to, again, one word, one word. They don't have it. And they're going to continue. And I hope they continue that success because it's better for the Giants. You can't continue on. If they convert those fourth down, then the coach is a genius. That's just how the way the sports work. You're going to go fourth down in your own 20-yard line? Come on, man. If he converts it, then he's a genius. Come on, we're not playing Madden football. That's how it works. That's how it always No, it doesn't work like that. All right, listen, let's talk about Jerry Jones for a minute. Since Jerry Jones took over as the owner, uh, you know, first things first was to get rid of Tom Landry. He brings in Jimmy Johnson, right? Uh, Things worked out really well there. Uh, Barry Switzer, Chan Gailey, Dave Campo, um, that takes you from 94 to 2002. Nothing good happened there, right? Then he decided he needed to bring in a real coach. He went with Bill Parcells. That only lasted three seasons. Wade Phillips, um, a big coach, but not a big personality like Bill. You understand? He didn't like that. Jerry doesn't like that. Jason Garrett was perfect because he was like an idiot. He just sort of, you know, whatever, whatever Jerry wanted, Garrett did. It was a great situation. You're exactly (laughs) right. This Jerry Jones wants to be the coach. Mm -hmm. And he wants to get as close to the action as he can. I wish to God Mark Cuban was a Dallas Cowboys fan so he could buy that steaming pile of dog shit and Uh fix it. This is because I'll tell you what. 
I, I, I love Mark Cuban as far as owners go. He's very vocal, very outspoken, but his guys are taken care of. People want to go to Dallas, even when Dallas sucks. Dallas can rebuild and like, I'll go to Dallas because they know what they're going to get. A very hands-on owner who's not, doesn't have his hand up the coach's ass. And, and, I, and I tell you right now, nobody wants to play for that. That's not fun. Those guys cannot be enjoying that. Jerry Jones being on the sidelines during games, that, that needs to stop. That needs to be banned from football. No place for it. And it's not it's not helping that. And, I mean, look, I got a lot of friends that are Cowboys fans. Sad for them. But <laughs> they hate this guy. And they know he's the problem. And the only person in Dallas who doesn't know Jerry Jones is the problem is Jerry Jones. Jones. Yep. Yes, sir. But, uh, I mean, before we move on, Zay, Sean, you, you guys said that they aren't going to give Dak the money. So who will be the starting quarterback week one for the Cowboys, Sean? I well, I think they're going to franchise tag him again. I, I think that he will be the quarterback for this season. Um, but it, it's going to be another huge salary hit. Obviously, when you get franchise tag two years in a row, the, you know, the number keeps going up. So it's going to be a huge hit on the cap. So I think they're going to franchise tag him. But then after that, um, I think Dak's either going to hold out or if he does end up playing, he's definitely not coming back to Dallas the year after that because I, I think that he, he does feel disrespected. I think that he's been the only reason for their success the past couple of years. Obviously, their defense is terrible. Uh, like we've been talking about, Zeke has, you know, fell off a cliff. So I think that, you know, he feels disrespected. So I, I think, you know, after this year, I think he will be on the tag. But after that, I think he's going to want to get out of here because he, he deserves the money that, he, you know, he's going to end up getting. He does deserve it. Yes. But if I was the owner right now, and let's say that I was waiting for this moment to pay him, now I have to second guess myself. Is Dak, is Dak, uh, excuse me, Dak ready to be the starting quarterback? It, has he recovered from his injuries? Oh, we don't well, know that yet. And to Ovi, I agree with you, Ovi, on that. And I think he should pull the lady on the bell. I think he should take the money. I think, and I, I'd sit out the year. I'd, that's it out I, the year, or I, I accept. Uh, regardless, he's going to get paid if, if he accepts, right? Uh, he I don't, I don't think Jerry's going to pay him, though. He should have opted out this year and let Andy Dalton be the starter for 16 games, and then they would have had to give him like a hundred million dollars a year because they would have seen what a they would have seen what they saw those nine games, but over the entire season, and it would have been a real eye opener. If you opt out this year, you give yourself more time to recover. That's how I see it. That's true, too. That way, you can make yourself either more uh, available for other teams and you look more desirable because now you're a year healthier or, you know, you're back with Dallas a year healthier and they finally give you your money you deserve. Wouldn't you love to see him sit out and Dalton starts and they go like six and ten? So they have like the 15th pick in the draft. It won't go that far. It won't go that far. That'd be like in, be like in no man's land rebuild. That would be great. You They're going to pay back. They'll, they they will do it. I mean, I think, I think, I so think eventually what are they Jerry's going to, Jerry's. Uh, yeah. What are they waiting for? That's well, he's waiting to see him now. He's waiting to make sure he can run around. Can he they'll, be healthy? They'll, get a, they'll get an extension done with him before Jerry the start Jones of the season. Said that is his man. He said that the other day that that is his guy and he's going to pay him. So if that is your guy and you're going to pay him, pay him now. You're not worried about how he recovers. You're going to believe Jerry Jones? That's what insurance is for. I could say whatever to the media. That doesn't mean he's going to follow through. Pay your man. If he's your man, pay him now. You're not worried about going forward. He's already showing you what he can do. 
you know, the, the, here, here's the difference between is, Jerry Jones saying, that's my guy. I'm going to give him his money. And uh, the president of the Texans saying, Deshaun Watson's our starting quarterback. He's a Texan for now. I mean, that's a pretty telling thing, that for now stuff. If Jerry says that's his guy, I think he's convinced enough that that's the guy. I mean, distance makes the heart grow fonder. I'm telling you. I think watching Andy Dalton run around last year, he was like, oh, my God, we really do need Dak. And I think especially, as you said, Zeke falling off a cliff. Come on. You you need him more than ever now. Yeah, I don't I don't think he wants to pay him, though, because Dak, like we said, has all the leverage right now, and it's going to be a huge number. And I, I don't think that Jerry Jones is going to be willing to say uh, pay up that money. So it would almost be worth franchise tagging him, letting him play another season, and actually hoping he actually plays poorly. Or I mean, I, I mean, the only like the only reason I say is because like like Isaiah is saying, why haven't they paid him already? I mean, they had all of last season to do it before they uh, you know they they couldn't agree on anything, so they franchise tag him. They have all this time after this season ends, and obviously. You know, they saw the product on the field last year. Obviously, I think that they're going to want Dak Prescott back. But, to, I mean, to this point, we haven't seen it. So, I, I, I'm with Zay. I don't I don't think that I – mean, there's no signs of that, you know, they want to keep him there. And, obviously, they I, I just don't think they're going to get an extension done. But okay. he's also got the opportunity to opt out for COVID concerns. And he's golden, and he takes that money, and he rides it in the next year. And then he's an unrestricted free agent, and you get nothing. So I don't believe they'll have those same. The COVID leverage once again is all with Dak here. It, yeah, I agree. I, I think COVID policies will be different coming into next season. I think we'll be. They're in a not point. right now. If he was yeah. smart, right if he was now, smart, he'd start. He'd start this now. By, by the time <laughs> we get to August, I think we'll be looking at a different world vaccination wise, and I think COVID restrictions will be a li little different next year. We're taking hey, a little more stricter when you're opting out because now you're costing the money at this point, especially if things are running full go. You're costing the money if you're a star player sitting there. Well, so let's, ass let's assume by July, 100% of the population's been vaccinated. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. So I'm saying the good money's on Dax getting paid. You don't need 100%. You're talking about Fauci's already talked about at least 70%, and we can start filling back up these stadiums almost. Uh, yeah. I think the opt outs are still going to yeah, be almost at 30, 40% now. I'm just saying. We yeah, right. Sean, do you see the union like, yeah, we'll just give up the opt outs? Yeah. Un until someone, no, no, until someone claws it out of their dead palms, will, will you get that yeah. opt out back? No, I didn't baby. say they won't give it away. I just said they'll. it'll probably be rewritten because of how they are with money. I just think it'll be a little different. Well, if anybody connected to Dak is listening, tell him right now to opt out for health concerns for 2021 and get paid. Hey, hey, we will see. Only time will tell. Um, we can only speculate on what the future holds. But clearly I'm the only guy on, on the panel here that likes Dak Prescott as a quarterback. That's no, pretty I, obvious. No, no, no. The Giants healthy. Just hate the just hate the Cowboys and don't want them to have Zach or no, I, I just explained that I, I think Dak Prescott is the only reason for their success over the past yeah. couple of years. I just don't think Jerry Jones is going to pay him because we, I mean, I don't know why he hasn't done it to this point. That's I'm just super confused, like, as to why he hasn't done it. So I, I, I agree that Dak is the only reason for their success. I just don't, like I've been saying, I, I just don't see it happening. 
I, I run out of options with Sean too, and I'm trying my best not to play the race card. But I don't know. Say what you got. Uh, well, say. I mean, well, he's Zay, black. Zay, you want to say I mean, I would say go right ahead and and, it's and play it because it's on my mind. It's been historically shown that the NFL they don't appreciate the African American quarterback as much as they do the the white quarterback, and maybe Jerry Jones, who is from an older thinking of the white race. He maybe still feels that a black quarterback is incompetent to a white quarterback. Maybe he's just good enough for now. And, you know, maybe he's just – because he had no problem, like I said, giving Tony Romo that money, and Tony Romo did not perform. You can't name him. Zay, Zay, doesn't that explain why every year he makes an excuse for like, well, we'll, we'll see after next year, uh, after next year. Like he's got to get a little better and a little better and a little better, and then maybe I'll give it to him. Yeah, whereas if this was the white guy – He'd have got this like three years ago. The Chiefs wasted no time with Pat Mahomes. None at all. And he's an African-American quarterback. So Very that's different family runs that. I, I, runs I that. Yeah, I completely understand that. But they wasted no time getting that deal done. They saw he deserved the money. They gave him the money. Dak has proven he deserved the money. Why has he gotten it? I mean, we will see if he does. I mean, or if he doesn't, only time will tell. And uh, we're just looking ahead at the future. But when we get back from this short break from Clovercrest Media, we will take a look at the past. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. All right. I mean, we wouldn't be drawn about the G-Men if we didn't go in-depth about the Giants. And the question this week is, who is your favorite Giant of all time? Sean, start us off. Who is your favorite Giant of all time? Yeah, I'm glad I'm going first because uh, I'm sure this name, or maybe it won't, but I, I'm sure it'll definitely come up. But uh, I have to go with my guy, Eli Manning, uh, the only quarterback that I've ever known before Daniel Jones. I mean, growing up, that that's, I mean, that's the only quarterback that I literally grew up with. And I mean, just, I think, you know, one of the most clutch quarterbacks of all time. Um, obviously, the, the two Super Bowl runs were amazing, uh, especially in 2011. He has the most passing yards of all time for a single postseason. And then, you know, nine to one touchdown interception ratio on top of the defense that he had to go and play against. So I think, you know, all of that. And then the Iron Man streak, uh, you know, obviously never missing a start. Uh, you know, he's just tough as nails. Um, he, he, you know, he never missed a game. He never complained. Uh, even, even if he was injured, you would never know because he would just go out every Sunday and do his job. Um, and if it weren't for that idiot Ben McAdoo, the, the streak would be a little bit longer, uh, you know, benching him for that Raiders game. And then, uh, you know, on, on top of that, I just think that he, I think he is the greatest Giants QB of all time. Um, just so many great memories. And even, you know, in the last couple of years, um, you know, when the Giants were having that much success, not making the playoffs, you know, I, I still loved watching Eli go uh, every Sunday and, uh, and battle. You know, I, I just think, you know, so highly of him. And then on top of that, not just what he did in the field, but uh, outside in the media, you know, just such a humble guy. Uh, so down to earth, you know, never never talked down uh, on his teammates or his coaching staff. He, you know, he always uh, took accountability upon himself. So I just think he's a class act. Uh, one of the most humble players I've ever seen. And, um, you know, the, the quarterback that I, that I grew up with my whole life. So uh, it was definitely a weird transition with Daniel Jones uh, was announced to start a week three. Um, 
last season, but, uh, you know, because uh, I, I was definitely sad because, you know, I grew up uh, with all the memories of Eli Manning. So uh, it's tough to say that it's not Eli Manning. There's a couple of names out there, but uh, Eli is definitely at the top and uh, my favorite giant of all time. All right, Zay, who, who you got? Shoot, I wish I was lucky enough to be like Sean. I had to live through players like Dave Brown and Kerry <laughs> Collins. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very lucky guy, Sean. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, now, my favorite player of all time is definitely Armani Tumor. He was definitely always oh. someone you could rely on when you needed a big catch. He was there for a touchdown, first down. He was there for Kurt Warner, Eli Manning, Gary Collins, you name it. He was that man. Obviously, you know, he's played with some great receivers like Ike Hilliard and um, Plexico Burris along with those times, but he's always found a way to stand out, not being the biggest, the strongest, or fastest receiver on the field. So for me, it's always been. Amani All right, Ovi. Well, when I first started watching football, um, Phil Sims was the guy. Uh, I was probably, what, five, six years old or whatever. But as time went on, you know, knowing to have a good team, you should always have a good backup quarterback. So Jeff Hostetler was the man. But Throughout the 80s and early 90s, man, Leonard Marshall, Lawrence Taylor, and Pepper Johnson, those trio that they actually won their second Super Bowl thanks for the missed kick by the Buffalo Bills. But uh, they were the most talked about for a whole decade there. So I, I got a lot of players, man. But if it's the best trio, it's Marshall, Taylor, and Johnson, man. They made it happen. All right, Joe. Well, it's funny to hear these young bucks talking about Eli um, (laughs) (laughs) because, yeah, dude, I mean, I I remember when Jeff Rutledge was still throwing passes for the New Mm. York Giants. So, um, yeah, exactly. Um, For me, my all time number one favorite giant is Lawrence Taylor, but um, that's an easy answer. So I, I won't boo you with what Jace would call a SpongeBob SquarePants pick. Um, right. I mean, I, I think if, if you like football, you love LT, um, the, the greatest the, you ever watch that compilation of LT. It's like five and a half minutes long of him destroying people. Um, one of my favorite videos to watch. I've watched it probably a hundred times in my life now, but I know I told you guys the story about Joe Morris. When I was a kid, sent him a letter. He wrote me a, a letter back one Joe to another five foot seven. Little Joe played for the giants from 82 to 88. Um, was vital in their Super Bowl 21 win in 1987, 67 yards in the game, also caught four passes for 20 yards, scored a touchdown in that game. And I don't know if you guys know this, Joe Morris still holds 19 Giants franchise records, including the single-season rushing touchdown record of 21 that was set in 1986. So the great, great Joe Morris who I uh, later in life had the pleasure uh, of hosting an event with, and it, it, it was a, a dream come true. And I told him the story about when I sent him the letter, and he thought that was pretty awesome. Awesome, Dave. Right. So, hey, let me let me ask you this. Well, who is yours, Jace? Oh, thanks for asking, Obi. Bart Oates. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's me. It's going to be some some offensive lineman, right? It's a <laughs> uh, it, it would be Chris Snead, but no, when I when I first started playing football when I was a little kid, uh, I played defensive line, and there was one stud that when, when I was watching that, that stood out, the Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler, 
four-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, uh, 2001 AP Defensive Player of the Year, the Gap, Michael Strahan. I mean, that, that, that's why when I made the uh, the intro video, I put my 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 Big Jace next to Michael Strahan because he's the man. I mean, also, I mean, look at what he's done outside of football with uh, Good Morning America or today. I don't know. I always get those shows mixed up. But being able to transcend sports and go into pop culture. But uh, he, he was dominant, just a sack machine, being able to get to the quarterback and uh, learning how to play football, watching him, uh, learning how to play the defensive line. He was someone that I really, really aspired to be and aspired to be like. So he was just a man, and uh, he will forever be my favorite giant of all time. Can I tell you something? Every single giant named, including Dave Brown, I have all of the rookie cards of every person mentioned, including Marshall and Banks and LT and Phil Sims. Not Jeff Rutledge, though. He's the only one. What about the Thunder and Lightning? You got uh, Brandon Jacobs and Amar Bradshaw. Come on. You kidding me? No, yeah. I don't. I'm not kidding. Megan, Rodney, Hampton, all of them. All of them. All right. I, there's not a Giants running back. That that's mattered in the last 30, 40 years that I don't have the rookie card of, buddy. Wayne Gallman. David Wilson. I, I don't I do have uh David Wilson. I do not have Wayne Gallman. I don't consider Wayne Gallman special. Hey, the Wayne train. Come on. Sorry, I don't like Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman is taking the Giants closer to the playoffs than Saquon has. Hey, what about I don't care. Ooh. I don't like him. I hate Good the way point. he runs. I hey. also have a Tyrone Wheatley rookie card, but Ooh. I hated him in the NFL. Did you get Ron over- Dane got him? Yeah. Yeah. Jake, How about Jake, this guy? How squirt. about Ovi Muniz? Did you get him too? I'd love an Ovi Muniz. All right, fair enough, man. He 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 was squared away, man. He sounds like a flanker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining me for John about the G-Men this week. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, just a reminder that drawing about the G-Men is brought to you by Clovercrest Media Group. Make sure you go to clovercrestmedia.com to check out any of the variety of different podcasts, not just sports, a uh, bunch of different stuff. I mean, and if you cannot find a podcast that you like, make your own. I mean, uh, Full service is $50 a month. I mean, unlimited hosting for 15 bucks a month. So make sure you check that out. Clovercrestmedia.com for myself, Joe, Sean, Zay, and Ovi. Take care, and we will see you next time.
Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's Obi's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform.